Hi and welcome to the Real Estate Community Network Podcast. The RECN is where you can network with other real estate investors regionally and nationally, share your memories, connect with others, make new friends with like-minded real estate investors just like you. Now to the podcast with the co-founders of the RECN, Mike Bazzadona and Steve Franco. Hey everyone, this is Mike Bazzadona and I'm here with my partner Steve Franco. We are the co-founders or the founders of the Real Estate Community Network. My son Mike Jr. the third is also here too. Say hello, Mike. How you doing? You won't hear his voice for the rest. Um, and then we're here. Our guest speaker today is Bob Derwin. He is also a board member of Real board Estate Community. Me- yep. He's a board member of the Real Estate Community Network. He's here with us today. He's going to tell us a story. We're going to ask him some questions, a whole bunch of stuff. And I, Bob's looking at me right now like, what are you talking about? Well, my no. story is boring. I'll, I'll do the best to answer your questions. Okay. But, um, I'm a lifelong resident of Mountaintop, PA in Luzerne County. Um, attended Moravian College in Bethlehem, got a degree in computer science, um, wrote computer code and made a lot of money for about 25 years until my, uh, my health changed. And I, I also owned a, a bar at the time. And um, I had a, a heart issue combined with some diabetic complications. And uh, that necessitated me to get out of the bar business and eventually necessitated me to, to quit um, the uh, code writing business as well. And um, I was still young enough where I needed to do something. So I, I took the money that I had from uh, being bought out of my uh, uh, bar and being bought out uh, as a partner in the software company and bought my first uh, uh, rental property. And then, so how many rental properties do you have now? Uh 12 single-family homes in Mountaintop, um, one in Nanticoke that I wish I didn't own that may be for sale soon. Oh, <laughs> me and Steve always looking at that. We can help you with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I know you also have commercial, correct? Yep, I do have a commercial property in Mountaintop that houses uh, an insurance agent. It houses my brother's business, uh, which is a towing and repair business. It houses uh, my insurance agent's business, the United States Post Office, and a beauty salon. Wow. How is the uh, the post office? I mean, the, the they post, pay on time? The post office, they pay on time, <laughs> um, albeit technically they, they pay um, in arrears. So they use the building and then pay you. But by the 25th of the month, you're you're paid for the, the month they use. That's neat. Well, how long is their lease? Um, do they do yeah, like a 25, 50-year? <clears throat> when I inherited the building, it was a 20-year lease. I think we had about uh, eight or 10 of the 20 left. And- we just recently renegotiated uh, the lease about two years ago, and I didn't want to give them more than five. Um, I believe the the real estate that the property sits on is worth more than the building. So at some point, um, if I decide to sell the real estate, I don't want to be bound to the United States Post, Post Office for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to make a decision soon. Uh, three years, we'll either give them five yeah. more years and, and take their money, or uh, we'll put it up for sale, we'll have to say. Where would the post office go? A mountaintop. That's not my problem. You would. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of mad people in mountaintop. You took away our post office. Yeah, well. That's the inside scoop for mountaintop. <laughs> Just make sure we don't connect that statement to where you live, and you'll yeah, be yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... What about you have you have uh, some land also? I'm, yep. I think yeah, yeah. I've got some uh, uh, raw land. It's about 140 acres that is jointly owned by myself, my brother, and my sister, and that's currently for sale. So if anyone has a million dollars out there and wants that's, to wants to uh, start putting up houses in Mountaintop, uh, get in touch with Mike, uh, Steve. You know, they'll get in touch with me. So, um, so you're asking a million? 
asking a million, but we'll sell. I've got it's three distinct pieces, so you can buy twenty acres, twenty two acres, or ninety eight acres. Oh, okay. Wow, and they're all buildable. Um, the ninety eight acres, you'd have to jump through some hoops because there's a native trout stream between the available road access and uh, um, and the the line for that that property. So you'd probably want to buy one of the two front pieces and the back piece at the same time. Cool. We should uh, we should definitely talk more about that. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, so uh, we should definitely talk more about that about that land parcel and kind of get some mapping on it and figure out what we can do on it. Um, but I guess you said you were just on the uh, one of the online forums and you said you answered a question about Airbnb, which that's been coming up a lot lately. People believing Airbnb is a complete blanket to do whatever you want, and the Pennsylvania state laws don't quite agree with that. Yeah, there was. Uh, I posted a link for them. Uh, there, there was a recent, well, not recent. I think it was 2019 uh, Supreme Court case uh, where it was challenged and it was upheld that short-term rentals and it, it, it did it, it it qualified it to residential zoning only. Um, at, at least that decision by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. So. I know if you're zoned residential and someone calls you out, um, eventually you're going to go to court and you're going to lose. Yeah, which uh, which basically means that this Pennsylvania state law has no black letter law allowing, as I understand it, um, allowing rentals under 30 days unless you're a hotel. So basically, if you're renting under 30 days and the town lets you do it, nobody cares. The day someone cares, this Pennsylvania state law says, no, you can't do it. Uh, that's that's my understanding, and you know, we have a, a common friend who um, had a nice property up in Lily Lake who uh, got flagged by a couple of neighbors. I believe he went to magistrate court, lost, went to the court of common pleas, lost, and I I saw the real estate transaction in the last month or so. He's he's since sold the property. It was a real nice, really nice piece of real estate. And I think he told us when he spoke about it that um, there were other Airbnbs on the same lake, and they didn't bust all of them. They just chose him. So it's not necessarily it's not necessarily an all for one, one for all kind of situation. The towns can kind of do what they want, and I guess it's going to be up to the judges to decide as it proceeds. Yeah, uh, I mean the neighbors teamed up against yeah, him. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. There were there were two, hard. Two, two or three people who lived right right around the home who didn't like people coming and going. They uh, they made a stink about it, and he and lost. He, he also owns the other house next to it too. I did, bought, I did not know that. Yeah. He bought one, yeah. distressed, and he was going to... Well, he should have bought all five around it. Maybe he wouldn't have had a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just buy the whole lake. It's easy. Um, well, and the, and the interesting thing there is when you're running numbers for a rental property, people say, oh, it makes great sense as a short-term rental. Terrific. It makes great sense until you can no longer run it as a short-term rental. I remember a decade or so ago, I was looking at a bunch of high-rises or a bunch of townhouses, condos, whatever, up on the hill in Larksville. And they were being run as a buy-the-bedroom flop house. And that's how they were pricing. It was based on that cash flow. And I said, well, no, no, no. I, I, don't, know if, I don't know that I'm going to run a flop house. I don't know that the town will let me run a flop house. So I'm going to give you this number if I have to rent them out traditionally. So personally, I'm going to give you the number of what it's worth traditional rental. If I Airbnb, that's wonderful. Yeah, I've, I've got a, a property out in uh, uh, Whitehaven, which is closer to the Poconos than, than all of my other ones. And I've thought about Airbnb and that, and I still may when the current tenant leaves. Um, it sits pretty much by itself. There's one neighbor in the back, one neighbor on the side, one neighbor across the street, but it, every, everyone owns multiple acres to, to their parcels. 
Um, I think it would be make a nice Airbnb. And, you know, if I get some stink about it, I, I just fall back. And, you know, once the house is fixed, fixed up, um, I'm, I'm getting 1600 now. I'd, I'd probably push the rent closer at 18 or 1900 Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, now switching a little bit, because I know you've done a lot of tax sales and things. Yeah, and I think that we should talk about tax sales for him. He's Yeah, because, I mean, obviously there's a sale coming up and people are really, that's their number one. He's the guru. Even though... What I've found over the last couple of years, and you've been doing it longer, is that you get rolled. People are buying over retail at the tax sale. Oh, it's <laughs> it's it's borderline ridiculous. And and I went through this list, and I there, there's a lot of raw land. I, I mean, a lot of it's out in a uh, Eagle Rock. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know that, that that's probably forty percent of the sale. Um, I think I counted there. There's twenty eight to thirty uh, residential and or com- uh, commercial properties available in this sale. And if they pack three or four hundred people in there like they did uh, last year, uh, I'm not even sure I'm going to go. If I if I do go, I just may bring popcorn and watch. <laughs> I'm definitely going to sign up for the sale just to get back in the room again. But I can't imagine the last five sales I've gone to, numbers went too crazy. But yeah. when you're going into one of the sales, how do you typically review and prepare the properties? Like, how do you know what's worth it? Um, uh, I I try to back in the day when I, I you used to be able to buy them for. 15, Twenty bucks, <laughs> fifteen. Well, fifteen cents on the dollar. So I mean, you had you, you had quite a bit of equity, and, and if you're buying them that cheap, you really didn't care too much what the inside looked like. You, you had land and a, a a sound structure, and even if you had to gut it and start from nothing, you're still you, ahead. You'd still ahead. You, you, you'd turn out okay. Um, with with these prices, I, I you, you know you're you're going to have to be a bit more careful and and you know look in windows or coerce your way way in if. You know, if it's obviously vacant, which I'm not telling anyone to do that, it's <laughs> against the law. If, 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 if you don't break anything, is it really breaking and entering? Wait, I never said that. <laughs> but uh, all of them break in. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I mean, if you if you're going and you're checking them out, and the doors open, and and you, you see people in there, and you you know they're not uh, uh, living in the place. I mean, if if they walk out, you walk in. You you look, you see. I mean, listen, the list that we went over. Just recently together. Yeah. I went to a couple of properties and it's just like an open door, you know? Oh, yeah. This investor leaves. I'm like, it's open? Yeah, the back door. All right. Right yeah. in I go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I believe the one that's coming up is judicial. And, um, yeah, the one in August. Yeah. yeah and they say free and they say clear, but I mean, it's not so free and it's not so clear. So, um, so for our listeners, explain what that actually is. Well, I mean, uh, the county will lead you to believe that... Um, you're getting a clear title you're, 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 and you know and they may they may think you are they may have done their due diligence but um, you, you know if you ask the county or uh, about an IRS lien or or more particularly maybe even a Pennsylvania state revenue lien they may they may think or t- you know lead you to believe that that lien is cleared. If you check with the PA Department of Revenue or the IRS, um, they may not necessarily agree with the county. So then what happens? Um, so you buy it, you win it, and now the IRS says no. Well, well ideally, you know, I, I own one that the IRS has a half a million dollar lien on. And, um, you know, I rent it. You know, if, if the IRS comes knocking, I, I mean, I'm going to get the 30 grand that I paid for the house back. I'll I'll, I'll gut the house and take everything I can out of it and give them their house back. But from what I read and what I understand, the the IRS will come back after 
more or less less than one percent of the, the the homes that have a lien on it. So you know, I I, I had a, a title person look at it. Um, she said eight years. She goes, when I bought the house and I believe I bought bought it in twenty twenty. She said in eight years you might be able to get title insurance. Okay. But you own it yeah, out, right? Yeah, yeah. And as long as you don't want to sell it, I, I, I mean, if, if you're just using it as a rental, so you're well, just yeah. collecting money. I'm just, I'm, I'm just collecting money. I, I have, a, I have a title recorded at the Luzerne County Courthouse that says I own it. Um, the IRS has a half a million dollar lien recording recorded at the Luzerne <laughs> County car, Courthouse that says they're owed a half a million dollars. Okay. Yeah, and I, I guess the, you know, for everyone out there, what we should recommend is, and tell me if you disagree with this. Before or after the sale, you should have a professional review of your title. Even if, you know, Bob's experienced enough, he goes to the prothonotary's office and checks it out on, on the website. But if you don't really feel comfortable in your own your own title searching skills, or I do feel comfortable in my skills, but still after I walk out of a judicial sale, I come right over to the abstract company and I say, here, run me a title search on this so I know factually from a professional. Maybe you can't insure the title, but at least you can tell me what the what the facts are. Right, um, and, and that that's more so important before the sale for the the upset, the you know the, the first stage sale because there you you are inheriting a, a bank lien potentially, and they will come and take your house off you, uh, unlike yeah. the IRS. And and that and that's important to understand is the upset sale is the first sale after they've gone I think three years of not paying their taxes. And that one, the only thing the county is clearing is the taxes. Whatever else the property owns is and, your problem. And municipal liens. They'll, and municipal they'll, liens, they'll, yeah. they'll clear like a, a, a garbage lien if, if there's a garbage authority, a sewer lien because all all sewers are, are companies, I believe, are authorities. It's, yeah, I think except for Scranton. Yeah. But, but the one thing I have to say, that I, I did a MLS sale in Covington. My client had bought it at the uh, judicial. And we finally got to reselling the property years later. Covington Township taxes tax supervisor had been informed of the judicial sale in, in in advance. Covington Township had not been informed of the sale in advance and still held a sixteen thousand dollar lien because nobody notified them. Now they came to their senses literally the day before closing and said that they were okay with waiving that lien, but legally they didn't have to because they were never notified. So that's that's why that's one of the reasons why having a professional title person, if you don't really know what you're doing, check it out to say hey. You know, there was a sixteen thousand dollar lien for Covington Township. The township never got notification. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My my advice would be if you're going to participate in these sales, you you better be whatever money you spend, you better be able to afford to lose. That's right. that that's the way I look. It's at like it. going to the casino. Yes. Well, well yeah, right? yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm going to blow two hundred dollars. I don't yeah. care if I win or lose. It is what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. You 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 best be able to to part with your money. You may ideally you don't have to. You you, you get to make some money, but I I mean it's it, it, it's a risky business. So, and, so upset is the first one. Upset, upset is the first one, and that's the one. If you don't do your research before the sale, you'll be very upset when you owe the million dollar mortgage later, because you may buy something for a hundred thousand dollars, or ten thousand dollars, or whatever, and discover that in two thousand six, some bank put a one point two million dollar mortgage against it, and it's never worth that. So you're stuck. The second sale is judicial. That's the one where they publish and they try to notify all the lien holders and say. On July twenty third, you're going to lose control of this of this lien. If this thing sells it at a, a judicial sale, it's clear you've been notified. Too bad. That's the one where you can get it quote free and clear of most stuff, and the most is kind of what Bob's describing. There are things that can be left over. Um, and I had one I was going to buy another MLS deal, 
And uh, the abstract company found that in I was buying it in 2015, 2006, it went to tax sale. All of the heirs were not notified of the tax sale. So Betty said, don't go there. Don't buy it. Yeah. I think if, you know, if you're going there and you're shopping for rental property, I think you're fine. I would not go there and be shopping for a property I was going to move my, my family into or that I was going to try to flip. Right. I, exactly. I, I just don't, I, I don't think that's the, the right forum for, for either of those. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, if it comes out and it's clear, and also remember, there is a period of time after most tax sales, I believe, that, you you know, First American will not give a title insurance within, I think it's two years of any tax sale, no matter what. So you're stuck with it for whatever that period of time is before your end buyer, because every, every one who buys a home from a flipper is going to want to put title insurance. So if your title company tells you they can't insure it, well, then you're stuck with it until they can. Right. And that's usually a two-year period. It was it was one to two last time I checked. I forget exactly. I think it depends a little bit on which sale, which sale, and and probably the the you know the history of the title. Would yeah you know if it was in the you know if one guy owned it for fifty years you know but if it you know if it changed hands eight times and there's you know eight different people who could possibly be laying claim to it uh, that may that may change the uh, insurance company's you know opinion of whether or not they want to insure it. And don't come to a tax sale with financing. Basically, at, at at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, the day of the sale, you have all your money or yep. you've broken the rules of the sale and you won't be allowed to bid next time. Yeah. No, I've – I've, uh, yeah. <laughs> and if you my, – my, there's a property on uh, Northampton Street that I pass, right on the Northampton and I think it's Washington, the big tan building. That's the one that got away because that was up at the tax sale. I could have grabbed that for $10,000, but it broke my one rule. I couldn't get into it. I knew yeah. if I bought it, the place would be completely useless and I'd have to be tearing it down and I couldn't afford that. Yeah. No, <laughs> the I've person got, that bought it had a perfectly beautiful building. <laughs> I can remember five distinct properties that I've bought. I, I bought a piece of lakefront land that um, had title issues. I think I want to say I paid $7,000 for it. I sold it a couple of years later for 35000 with the title as it was. Um, you know, the people complained. I said, look, I, I, I said... You know, if I go and do the if I go and do the work and clean the title, you're not going to get the land for thirty five thousand dollars. I said I'll go do the work. I said, but it's going to be seventy thousand dollars, not not thirty. Um, I bought um, one house in New Angola that it, it ended up the house I bought isn't the house that I thought I bought. Um, I, I actually ended up buying the house next door. Um, that house it took me a good two years to get the gentleman and his wife out of, out of the house. And by the time he departed with that house now is, uh, uh, needing just to be torn down. So that's, that's my one, uh, my one bad, you know, bad. Well, there, there, there's another bad one, actually one worse than that, but, uh, that house needs to be torn down, but I'm only into it for seven or $8,000. If, uh, if I have to tear the house down, it costs me four or five to get rid of the house. Um, the land underneath it, I'm at least in, in, in break even mode. I ended up buying the house right next door to it for eleven thousand um, dollars. Probably put twenty into it. Uh, not a whole lot of money into it. it. It's an it's an older home. It's livable. It's a thousand dollars a month. Um, and I got two nicer ones. Uh, one in Whitehaven that I paid thirty thousand dollars for. That was uh, just a pigsty, but structurally sound. I, once we got the junk out. Uh, got the walls painted, put flooring down, got the yard cleaned up. Uh, that's renting for sixteen hundred bucks a month, and 
uh, one in Mountaintop that I also paid 25 or 34. That was a hoarder house. Um, that had mold issues, uh, junk in it. Uh, it took two years just to get the smell out of it. So I had to pay some taxes on that for a couple of years after we got it cleaned out, got the smell out, got it up and going. But that's, that's bringing me $1,800 a month now. And then there was one that was, I had a slight red flag. It was a, a piece of property in, uh, Slocum Township that was like 11 acres, but I went to Luzerne County mapping and I couldn't find it on the Luzerne County mapping. I'm thinking, well, 11,000 acres, or, or, you know, for what I was going to pay for it, under $10,000, 11 acres, I figured, I don't care where it's at. I said, if I have to go to Luzerne County Court and get uh, get access to it, I will. So I bought it, um, had a title search done on it after I bought it to find out that piece of land actually doesn't exist. And they didn't have to set the sale aside for a piece of land that doesn't exist. Uh, you you buy it, you buy it. Yeah, when when yeah you know, when they say sold, it's sold. I think I have a new business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sell land that nobody owns. Fifty dollars. I'll sell you a quick claim deed yeah. to the Brooklyn Bridge. I'll sell you my entire claim to the Brooklyn Bridge. And they could just say, "Oh well." Yeah. So so there's good, there's bad, and there's ugly when 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 you do those. But things. you do very well with it. I, oh, I like I said, I you know. And those examples, you know, one one stinker, one eh, well, probably break even. One I'm making money, and two two I hit out of the ball. Sure, and and like we put we me Steve and Bob, uh, we chipped in some money, and we tried a a sale that's just out of control this year. Yeah, the the the, the handful of properties we looked at. I mean, one we got relatively close on. I think it was within five thousand of, of what we wanted to pay. That was the, the, that, that was the, the big, big commercial the big, building. The big commercial building, and the other ones they they, they were just you know, now, out, if, out of sight, out of if mind. If me and Steve were there, we would have we, we, we owned that building. We, we might have bought that. Yeah. Well, or or someone would have paid more than twenty nine thousand. Yes, we would have raised it. it. Yeah. The, the, the next time we do a sale together, we got to go together because yeah. at least we could have bid somebody up like on Storage Wars. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're out. Exactly. You can have it for a million. You can dollars. have it, well, but you're going to pay. Well. Down, download the download the forms, get them signed and notarized and turned in for the. I don't even know what day it is. I want to say August. Uh, is it eleventh? It's yeah. So sometime second or, or, or second or third second or third Thursday in August. That's the uh, which one is this? That's judicial. Good, judicial. judicial. Yeah. In yeah, and it, like I said, it'll be quick, and I don't know that we'll be able to buy anything just just based on the the amount of properties with a structure and, on it available. And these New Yorkers that are coming up here, New Yorkers, New Jersey. You yeah. see a lot of them at the well, and you got a lot of a, a lot of people from uh, you know not to pick on like Hazelton and and the lesser affluent in Wilkesboro. I mean, they're there with a pocket full of money trying to buy a house to live in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because you know, they can't find anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they do, they're paying triple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think it is important if you are not in the area and you do want to get involved in the sale, give us a call. We may be able to bid for you or work with you on it. We can certainly. We, I've done that for some clients before. Just understand that we would be doing that on your behalf, so you got to make sure you're okay with the house because once the once the gavel comes down, you own it, and you have the cash. Yes, yeah, yeah. There, there yeah. Is. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I will, I will bid for someone in the sale, but I need to have the cash in my pocket when I walk yeah, when I, I walk in the door. We gave certified checks to yep. to Bob just to yep. show that we had the money, you know, and not going to say how much money, but we gave certified check, and we were going to buy. Yeah, we, we were yeah, yeah, we, well, not, we there were there were like four or five properties that we we looked at and said I, I think okay. we could make some money on this. Yep. And, and that was got fails, my check back. <laughs> exactly. Now if it fails with the judicial, it does go to the repository list, which I think the three of us should talk about putting some money into a virtual assistant to look at the entire repository and find what's there. 
but uh, because one thing we're starting to do is work on properties with bad titles. So if the abstract company says that the title can't be fixed, we may still be able to acquire the, be able still to accept the property in its dented state. And that's what you're going to find on the repository list. As somebody at the tax sale a decade or so ago told me, repository list is full of bad titles and broken trailers with no land. It's they're, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. It's sli- you've done sli- a few things, yeah, with it, right? Sli- yeah, slivers of land that like a, a developer left over, you know, things like that. But but I mean, there's you know, if you could find something with a bad title with a, a salvable salvageable structure on it, you know, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a diamonds in the rough. You're definitely going through that that haystack with a needle, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I, I mean, it's also you're not you're not paying as much to play. I, I think a piece of raw land. I, I think you need to, the minimum bid is five hundred, and I think if there's a structure on it, I'm I want to say the minimum bid's fifteen hundred, but I'm I'm not I'm not one hundred percent sure like on that. that. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, I you know that's that's definitely an area that I'm starting to look at, especially for for, for raw land commercial. And, like that. and the good thing about that is if you do buy something off the repository list. Um, you get an immediate uh, reassessment to what you paid. Oh wow! Because I bought uh, I bought a piece of land adjoining uh, one of my rental properties. Um, I think I paid two thousand and one dollars. I think it was assessed at twenty five thousand. And my I got a letter. I got the deed, and about two weeks later, I got a letter from the assessor's office in Luzerne County saying my new assessment was two thousand and one dollars. Nice, nice. Okay. All right, yeah. So, I mean, so have you done a lot of repositories, or was that kind of your own? No, kind that of was that was that one fell into the repository because it was at a judicial sale that I, I showed up to buy it, and the the, the description said five one one three New Angola Road, which is uh, a piece of property that I own that has a house on it. So it it became very popular at the sale because people just looked. And Google, you know, the, the amount of research they did was they Googled 5113 New Angola Road and up popped the picture of my house. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there were, there were about 12 people there bidding on it. So, I, I, you know, I would have paid the, the, the 1000 or 2000 for the, the, the piece of property. It was only valuable to me and the neighbor because it wasn't wide enough to build on. Um, but there were, there were 10 or 12 people bidding. I, I want to say it went for like $28,000. And he went and... Uh, approached my tenant and I went over to talk to him. I said, buddy, I said, look, did you pay for the house? No, I'm going to pay tomorrow. Um, sometimes they will allow you to pay the following day. I said, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I said, but turn around and do you see the, the wooded lot there? I said, that's what you bought. I said, if you want that for $28,000, whatever you paid, go down, pay for it. And when you stop paying the taxes, you know, I'll, I'll buy it in three years. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's very important is that at the tax sale you are does not matter what they publish for an address it's the pin numbers the parcel numbers tax id numbers whatever the county calls them that's what matters because i had a sale a few years ago that i was looking at this beautiful little house going by the address published i bid it up to 65,000 thankfully someone went to 65,000 and 1 dollar because i'm walking out the door and my friends like you just you dodged a bullet i said what he said you didn't go to the pin number did you He's like you went to you went to the address. So so what what tell the listeners or beginners out there like what are this what should you look for? I mean, do you, I know I saw Steve. We were looking at, through flood zones, these pin numbers. What is the you know? Well, the, the my my first stop, um, I would take the pin number and I go to I don't remember if it was Times Leader or uh, uh, 
Citizen's Voice. So you're going to the local paper. Yeah, one of the local newspapers has a, a, a tax database. And, and why Luzerne County uh, doesn't give you all the information they, they have electronically on file for it is is just asinine. But but that's another topic. So I'll go there and I'll look and I'll, I'll see what's the you know what's the property assessed at. You know, it, it, you know it'll break it out land structure. So I know now there's there's potentially a structure on it. Or it's just raw land, and you look at the zoning. I'm always looking for, you know, looking for commercial, looking for, you know, more than ten acres. So I can, you know, if I got something like that, you could go right in a right in a clean and green, and you're paying a hundred dollars a year, you know, or, or less in tax Taxes. on it. So I, I'll go through that, and then you know, and anything that that looks like it has a structure on it that, that I might be interested in. My next stop is Luzerne County mapping, and that will. That will take out the, that. That will show you based on pin number. You, you, you search it based on pin number, like Steve said, not not address pin number, and it'll bring up an aerial uh, satellite map of the property. And then you can look and say, well, it looks like there's you know some. If it's like wooded, it's it's difficult to tell what the structure looks like. But if it's in a residential property, you know, in a subdivision, it's obvious. Hey, that you know, there's a house there. And then me, I I, I still don't trust the the address that's in the paper. I'll go and I'll say I'll, I'll count them. I'll say okay, it's it's two thirty eight Wood Street. So if I I go to this intersection, I count four houses one two three four. That's that's my house. I, I don't I don't trust Luzerne County nine one one. I don't trust the post office. <laughs> you know I don't trust the people putting the wrong number on the house. You you, you need to know you need to know what you're looking at. And it's also important to drive by the property in in real or have someone drive by it in real time because two things you got to realize that Google Maps, Google the Street View, and the and the mapping those satellites are two to three years old. Yep, yep, absolutely. There there was could be gone. There was and that happened at the last one. Someone didn't pay. They thought they were buying a house, and I forget which street in Whitehaven, Pennsylvania. They went. They bid like there was a house on it. That 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 house has been gone for two years. They they bought a. You know, they bought a, a thing with uh, yeah with a, a filled. They bought a lot with a filled in ba- uh, uh, basement hole. Basement hole, and and yeah, that was that was that. And it, and that happened to someone at our meetup. I don't want to say his name, but didn't he buy a property, and it was a trailer behind the house? Um, yeah, yeah. I I I I want to say I remember that story, but I yeah. 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 He comes to our meetup. He talks uh, to you all the time. Uh, okay. I don't want to say his name. All right, Pat and. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say his last name, and I think I, I, I think that it's also important to remember that um, if you haven't looked at looked at it on mapping by the pin number, you might get that because it, 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 it was one sale early on. I did that. I I bought the rear lot, and there was no way to get to the rear lot. So great, I'm 500 bucks into it. I thankfully I was only out the door for 500 bucks, and that was back when. If you bid in your company, they didn't borrow you from the rest of the sales for the rest of your life. Well, now if you bid in your company, you personally can't sign up next year. Yeah, no, no. To get to get on a company, I mean, you you, know, you need to identify every shareholder that owns any percentage of the company, and they're going they're going to run those names through uh, the local municipalities to make sure that you don't owe any taxes and you haven't had a landlord license revoked. I, I mean, I don't know which. I don't know which municipalities require a landlord license. None of the ones that I deal with do, but uh, that's that's one of their their things that they supposedly check. So now they have a, these are new rules. With yeah. The, yeah, probably within the last three or four years. And what if you don't pay for a property? Say you know you're, a bid, and you're, then you're done. Then I'm out. You're, you're blacklisted. Out. Forever. You're blacklisted. You're blacklisted forever. Yeah. 
Because it it um, back when uh, Attorney Rogers ran the, the tax sale elite revenue or whatever it was called at the time, he told me he's like he's like when people don't sell, it becomes a little bit of a quagmire. That at the time he was still trying to figure it out because okay, is it sold? Is it not sold? Exactly what state is it in? He's like it's not. It, it's more difficult for us if someone doesn't pay than if the thing didn't actually sell. Right. So th- so they want to make sure that you don't get penalized. There was I bid for somebody one time on a sale. And when I went to the assignment, of, the assignment of bid, people at the tax office looked at the person who I was assigning it to and said, "Nope, he's not acceptable here." Yeah, and and there and and that's probably the, that, that's another thing. There's there's no more assigning. I mean, however your paperwork says when the, how you registered when they hand you your paddle, that's that's how it's going to be titled. You you can't say, I can't go in as Bob Derwin and say, I, I want to put this in uh, Bob Derwin Properties LLC. Ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so because they haven't vetted Bob Derwin LLC, for, you know, for all they know, um, I'm not even a member of that LLC. It, it, it could be two people that sure. they don't that they don't want. I can make any name. Yeah, well, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, however, however you're registered, that's that's how the property is going to be titled. So we thank you, everyone that's burned Luzerne County, because you've made it harder for the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, we should probably just clarify is that we we do. Tax sales in northeastern Pennsylvania, Luzerne, Lackawanna counties primarily. The rules throughout PA are roughly the same. The rules outside of the state, we have no idea. But we can't even guarantee that other counties treat it the same way. Yeah. We're only talking about the sales that we've personally tried. Yeah, so there, if, there's yeah. there's basically two two types of states. There's there's a tax lien state and a tax deed state. Um, Pennsylvania's a tax deed state, so you buy you buy interest in the real property. If it was a tax lien state, and I want to. I want to say New Jersey is, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure, and, I, and I've never done this. What you do is you're basically buying a lien. Um, so if someone owes $4,000, you go, you're, you're, you're basically paying, there's no bidding. You, you just say, here's the $4,000. You're paying the tax, taxing authority $4,000. And in return, you're, you're buying, I believe I believe they publish an, an interest rate, or I, I don't yeah. know if, I don't know if that's got to be negotiated, but let's let's just say it's twelve percent. Now that person who owns the four thousand dollars has X number of months to pay you back the four thousand dollars plus your interest. Yes, and if he doesn't, at that point, um, you go and you foreclose on the on the home. It becomes your yeah. Home. I think it's one year. Yeah. And I could be wrong, but I've I've heard this before, and that's yeah. what I was going to. I I didn't know if that happened in this state. Yeah, no, no. That, that like I said, that there, there's tax, there's tax liens, and there's tax, tax deeds. deeds. Yeah. And I, I I've done a few tax liens. It's a whole different conversation, and you know, it it kind of all depends. Like I bought some tax liens in Florida as part of a development that never got finished. Well, I did it totally as a crapshoot because I was like, you know what? Here's five hundred dollars. I now have a tax lien on this property. If someone steps up, I make six hundred. Cool. They never stepped up. Now, I could have foreclosed on the property, but I figured, am I really going to foreclose in Pennsylvania on Florida on a $500 piece of property? Not so much. But there are people that do well in that, but in Pennsylvania, it is a tax deed state. Correct. You own the deed, quick claim deed. County makes no claim beyond they're giving you what they own. Right. You get you get a recorded deed in you know, in Luzerne County. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and yeah, that, so anything else about that? No, and that just takes a few, six months. Uh, but, yeah, usually, usually uh, put it like this: it, it's they always get you the they always get you the deed right before the tax bill for the following year comes out because they want to get paid. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> and it's it, it's important, as Attorney Rogers told me years ago, the day the moment the gavel comes down, the moment you pay for it, whatever, 
You are responsible for that property. Someone slips and falls, it's you. So you should insure it right away. Whether or not you start repairs on it right away depends on if it's an upset sale, there's that whole redemption period. That's a personal decision. Well, technically in Pennsylvania, there is no redemption period. I thought on the upset that the former owner had a year to... Nope. To make it good, no? No, there, there, is no, there is no redemption period. Now, that doesn't mean that the sale can't be challenged in court. They can go to court and say, I wasn't properly notified. I wasn't, you know, the, the, the sale can be challenged, you know, the, the, especially an upset sale, you know, can, you know, the, the, the previous owner can challenge it, but he has no right of, of redemption. Okay. That's, that's good to know. I, I've only ever done judicials. And in a judicial, this gentleman tried to, come back after the sale and 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 John told me at the time he's like he has no chance easy because the judicial sale was was it was a completely over and done situation and it's also important when you're looking at um your responsibilities and so forth is that if there's someone living in the home because I bought a house at, at judicial one time somebody I didn't know at the time I bought it I go there after the sale and boom there's this guy living in half the house yeah and um he's my tenant you know, I walked well, in. He said, "Who are you?" I actually, said, actually, but because I, I went through this, he's not your tenant. He's a squatter, so you you cannot unless you get him to sign a lease. Yeah. Now he's your tenant, but if he if he doesn't sign anything, he's a squatter, and you can't go to magistrate's court and have him evicted. It it's not applicable. You have to go the whole to the, route. to the court of common pleas and have him ejected. And the thing about the court of common pleas. Uh, an investor, unless you're uh, a member of the bar, you can't play there. You need you need to hire a lawyer. Right, right. And I didn't know any of that when I did it. I said to the guy, he's like, who are you? I said, I, said, I just bought this. He's like, well, I guess, I'm, I guess I'm your tenant. I said, what do you pay? He said, $200 a month. I said, here, sign this. Because $200 a month paid me back in a year. I was clean. And, I was and that, was, that was smart because as soon as he signed that piece of paper, now you have a landlord-tenant relationship. And to get rid of him, you could go to magistrate's court and get rid yeah. of him. And that was back when you could buy a house for $2,000. Back in ancient history compared to now. Yeah, those were over. Yeah. Um, Anything you're looking to do in the future? What, tax sale wise? No, just just, anything in real estate. Just anything? Well, at at this point. I mean, I know we were talking about building. Yeah, at at some point. I I, I think at this point, it's, you know, we got to ride the economy out here a little bit. I I think it's going to. I don't know that 2023 is going to be the year to do anything. Um, you, 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 might, don't know. you don't know. You, you don't know until you get there. But uh, I might do some building. I, at this point, I, I did start another uh, another entity that um, it's me and my two daughters are in. So that I don't know whether or not they'll they'll have any interest in this. They're both going to be freshmen in college this year. But the house I grew up in, I'm in the process of buying off my sister. So that'll be the the first property that goes in there. And uh, I'm looking at a couple other nicer properties that, you know, if if need be, when they get out of college, uh, whether they use it for money generation or they want a place to live that's not our current home, if they you know to be out on their own, you know, I'll I'll have a, a couple of houses I could I, I could I could flip Put them off in. for them. Yep, that's good. That's a good deal. Yeah, and, and uh, obviously for anyone listening to the podcast, if you have property you want to talk to us about getting involved with, or you have questions on how you can do a property or how you can do a deal, we're always here. If you have a lead, we do pay finders fees. We're always looking to you know get you know get involved and help people you know make money, make memories in real estate, and uh, yeah. So I mean, any, any any leads, not just in Luzerne County, pretty much everywhere nationwide, but primarily northeastern Pennsylvania, we can definitely help you with your deals. 
Yeah, and I think at at, at some point here, uh, you know, the economy, I, I I think is being propped up by smoke and mirrors. I, 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 I'm 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 expecting things to go really really south, um, probably by the by the end of this year. So I'm I'm thinking 2024 by the middle of 20 or middle of 2023 next year, um, there should be there should there should be some deals out there. Yeah, I mean we're. Me, I mean, we're we're finding a lot of distressed properties now. Yeah. The, no, the number of calls that I've been getting lately, and Mike's been getting from distressed property owners or people who aren't sure whatever has gone up. Statistically, as a broker, MLS numbers: there's more days on market, there's more properties, there's more expireds, there's more everything. Um, you know, it's not it's there's still not enough properties for those who want to buy right now, but the curve has started to happen. And I know personally, I'm I'm just keeping my powder until that amazing deal comes along because there's going to be I think there's going to be more of them coming in the future than there have been in the last two years. Yeah. Well, and and unfortunately, I, I think interest rates are gonna are gonna price a lot of people who want to buy a house out of being able to do it. Sure. I, I mean, it's I was running just playing with a, a mortgage calculator last night. And if you have poor credit, um, say six hundred to six twenty, I think I put in there. Um, I want to say I want to say a thirty-year fixed now is uh, no, I think it's like so. like in the low sevens. Yeah, and that's, that, that yeah that that's yeah. bad credit. So, and that's where and that's definitely where someone who has a property potentially probably one of us has from a sack sale or another investor. If we've gotten the deal done cheap enough, there may be some more opportunities for seller financing, creative financing for that buyer. The rates are going to be different, but you, but you may be able to get something you couldn't get otherwise. But, you know, for the for for those of us on the investing side of things, as people get more scared, that leaves more opportunity. Yeah, the, the way I'm uh, the way I I see it is, you know, you were talking about distressed properties, you guys are having a a pretty good stream of them right now. You know, if people are having money issues and they they have something that's sitting that was just sitting there, at some point, they say, "You know what? It, it doesn't make sense to even yep. even be paying a little bit towards this. Let me get rid of it." I just had a guy call me. He's from San Francisco. Just flew in. Yep. You know, he's like, "I'll be there tomorrow morning." We met him this morning. Yep. You know, we gave him an offer. Um, we'll see. Yeah. You know, I think uh, he's like, "I just want out." So, so th- those Did are you- the those are the first things they're going to go. I, I think are are the properties that need that, that, a lot, just, that yes. need a lot of work. Someone has a second home they moved out and it just left that bad yep. tenant or it just rotten yep. away. Yep, just rotten away. Then they're you're going to pain on it. Yep, then you're going to have other ones who you know it's you know maybe they were an investor or or, or thought they were going to be an investor bought a bought a property and it's not cash flowing. Nope. So if it's not cash flowing, all right, and you own you own your house and you own a non cash flowing property, and money's getting tight. You're not selling your house. Sure. You're selling. Yeah. You're, uh, there's you're, a sell, lot. you're selling the alligator that's costing you money every month. There's a lot of people that are buying houses thinking they could just flip it. You know. Yep. They say, oh, twenty grand. Yeah. Yeah. And needed sixty. Yeah. You know. And, and, and they they froze. They stopped. But yep. now they got to pay taxes. And now there's there's one in Mountaintop I've got my eye on, and I I actually know the. The the couple who tried to flip it, and uh, the realtor who has it listed for one hundred forty nine thousand. It's a dirt basement, a stone foundation. It's a nice, nice little country house, um, but you could tell that they went. It's drywalled. Um, they cheaped out on on uh, uh, on heating. The HVAC is like a, a a little mini split, which I, I don't think in the winter in mountaintop is is, is going to fly. Um, you know, it, it's a well. It's on site sewer. Um, you know, which 
it, you know, is, is a potential issue. And they have it listed for $149,000. And, and I mean, around. it needs, it needs 60 or 70 to finish it. And, you know, I, I don't think it was ever going to be a $250,000 house with a, with a dirt floor and a, a, a stone, a stone foundation. And that's the that's the thing is is if you are going to invest in property, you need to get somebody on your side on your team who can give you proper comps. Please don't use estimate. If Zillow knew what they were doing, they wouldn't have been run out of the business in ninety days. Yeah. Um, and you need a good contractor estimate. And I hear all the time from people say, "Well, I'm going to do the work that way. I don't need to pay for labor." Okay, great. So you just bought yourself a job. Terrific. You just right. bought yourself a zero dollar per hour job. And the same and, thing goes for people who manage their own properties. And and you need to stay up on 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 construction prices. I mean, yeah, three three months ago, she'd apply would was fifty bucks. I, I think I think now it, it might be twenty five or thirty. It's it's still more than it should be. But yep. but you know, if you want if you were going to to do some construction three months ago, um, you know, it yeah. was it last, was going to cost you pretty penny. Last summer was the highest. Well, I I bought yeah. back in right, right around just just post COVID. I bought a whole bunch of pressure treated four by fours and a bunch of other stuff. And I had a lot left over. And last summer, I sold it all for a profit. I yeah. sold I sold used, not used, but stored lumber for more than I bought it because yeah. things were like, it was like $75 for one. I said, well, I'll, I'll take 50. Yeah. I paid 20. I'm good. And also, if you are going to take on a, uh, what I call it, you know, home warrior re- rehab, construction codes matter. Your building inspector comes in. He's going to want to see it. He doesn't care who did the work or maybe he doesn't care who did the work. But, you know, it's got to be done right. Yeah. And if the inspector comes in and sees that you didn't do quality work, you're going to have trouble selling that house. So yeah. make sure you actually do your research and know what it is you're, you're doing. Speak this from experience. When I had that double that I bought and one guy was living on the other side, I did a very quick and what I could afford at the time renovation. And the tenants that I got were very quick and what they could afford at the time tenants. And when I went in and did it right, I got the right tenants. Yeah. You know, so if you if you don't know how to do it right, Hire someone who does. Yeah. Me, I, I own one tool, a tape measure. Yeah. <laughs> I own you just, a, you I own wear it to look good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just buy tons of tools. So my guys, you know, like Randy would be the perfect, you know, I'll be right back. I got to get a saw. Don't worry, I got a saw. You know, whatever. Because I never want them to leave. Yeah. So I'm always like, don't worry, I got the tools. So I have all these tools. I don't even know how to use them, you know? Yeah. yeah, well, I, I'm so bad. If a picture needs to be hung in my personal my personal home, my wife's doing it. So that's you know, <laughs> lucky, honey. I program stuff. I don't oh, yeah. actually do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess that that was great. I mean, yeah. Anything else you want to add? Or no, no. I, unless you guys have any uh, another topic or someplace else you want to go, I'm. No, I mean, I don't. I we like to keep it under an hour. Okay. You know, yeah. Yeah, for our listeners out there. Um, we're always looking for new speakers. Anybody want to come join us on our podcast? We'd love to talk with you. Uh, Mike, you have any questions? Nope. Okay. Did you learn anything? Absolutely. Perfect. That's and, why we bring them. And basically, you know, with the Real Estate Community Network, I'd like everyone come on out to our meetings the second Wednesday of the month. If you run a meetup group, we do have plenty of room on the social the social network site, realestatecommunitynetwork.com. Your, your group can 
podcast, your group can Zoom all of your meetings. We can we can simulcast all your meetings. We and want to support meetup groups around the country and around the region. Let us know if, if you're within 45 minutes of Wilkes-Barre. I mean, we, we like to go out and, and, yes, and yeah. uh, attend them as well. So We, we definitely come and support. Yep. Yeah, we, yeah we, so. we, we cross-promote. And also, we will be launching a few new features to the website, including a listing site where people can put the deals that they have up um, – and it's kind of like a, we call it the off-market MLS and a few other features coming soon. So, yeah, check us out and uh, please attend our future meetings and future podcasts. All right. I guess that's it. Thank you, what, everybody. Thank, thank you. Oh, what, one more thing. Oh, one more thing. I don't know. Is is the uh, event that you were talking, is that uh, official or is that something you, you want to st- start putting out there yet or well, are we, we going to sit on that for a while? No, we've been talking about it actually. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good idea to mention. Uh, the, October 16th. The, uh, Sunday, October 16th here in Kingston. Um, it's on, it's on a Sunday afternoon, 11 to five ish. We're going to have a few different panel discussions. You remember what they were, Mike? We're doing three panels. Uh, one was, um, lenders, money, money solutions. Yeah. Yeah. Money solutions. So we'll have a private, a hard lender, um, traditional bank. Uh, Yeah. Traditional private, a hard lender, a commercial commercial investor lender, and also an FHA mortgage broker because you can buy multi-units in an FHA. Yep. And then the other panel was, was like a fix and flip landlord, landlord and wholesaler. Okay, which will be great. And then one was with uh, real estate services. Yep, contractors, accountants, whatever. And then we're going to have some vendors, and uh, it'll just be a nice, a nice group. Okay, you know we're expecting a few hundred people. Yeah, and we're going to start promoting it soon. Right now, we're just putting all the speakers together for the panels, and yeah. uh, it will be out there. And our, our our plan is to do them annually and get them get them bigger as we, get them bigger as we grow. Right now, this is sort of a little test market. It also invites people to our office at 480 Pierce Street in Kingston. You can come take a look at where we live and where we run our firms, and uh, come on yeah. over if you have any properties or deals you want to talk about, or if you want to learn real estate. We're here. And I guess next year we're going to try a bigger show at the uh, maybe Mohican Sun or something like that. At the arena or the casino? Casino. Oh, okay. I need to have $1,000 in my pocket. <laughs> Pretty well. That's why we were doing it for you. <laughs> Bring some for all of us, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I guess that's that's going to be it. We'll close on there. Uh, once again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, you'd like to join us in a meeting, come meet us. Just get, reach out to us. Uh, Bob, Any? Uh, how can they reach you if they wanted to reach you? Um, Do you have like an email or something? You, want? you yeah, don't have to. No, it's rderwin, R-D-E-R-W-I-N, okay. at P-A dot metrocast, just like it sounds, M-E-T-R-O-C-A-S-T, and it's dot net. Perfect. All right. We're out of here. Thank you, everybody. I'm Mike. I'm Steve. I'm Mike. I was Bob. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys. Right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the RECN podcast, and if you're not a member yet, please go and sign up today, it's free. realestatecommunitynetwork.com